This is The Extra Mile. Mile. I'm Caleb Spear, along with G5. G5. Today we're going to be talking about this concept of redeeming the time. That's the theme here locally at the Milwaukee Avenue Church of Christ. And last time we talked about in our review of 2020 with Josh and Ethan, that if we want to live a life without fear, we have to fear the Lord. And if we right. love and respect Him, obviously we're going to take His Word very seriously. So George, please read that word for us today. Ephesians five fifteen through 17, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Yeah. Some of the other translations to uh, New King James Version, redeem the time, New American Standard, um, making the most of your time, my personal favorite, the net, uh, taking advantage of every opportunity. I like that. And then the NIV is very similar, just a little dumbed down, making the most of every opportunity with be careful how you live. I like how it says be careful how you live. Yeah, you like that? I do. But I also like the NAT's idea of taking advantage of every opportunity. of every, That's just so... Um, important. It's just in your face. This has to be done now. It, it, it's just advantage of every opportunity. Every single second is an opportunity to do something good. Yeah, really, it really is. But I love this passage. I mean, this is a it's good one. It's a memory verse. It's one you you put on the wall. It's one you yeah. have as a reminder. It's on the desk. It's on your phone, because we're always spending our time, no matter where we are. Yeah, it's true. And it should be on our mind. Yeah, God's telling us. Look. Careful how you walk. Live carefully. Yeah. Bluntly, he's saying, don't be fooled. Don't be stupid. All right? He's saying, don't walk as unwise, but walk wisely. Um, when you think about walking wisely, Proverbs 1, 7 associates wisdom with honoring and obeying God. That says the fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge. Wisdom and instruction, though, fools despise that. So very closely tied with being wise is obeying God. Yeah. I don't I'm indifferent about the the careful part. You know, I think we should live faithfully. I get what it's saying though. You want to be being careful, uh living carefully, not that you should just be. There are times where you have to take a look at the moment and assess whether or not being faithful and ethical and morally right and righteous right. at this moment is living careful. But at this point it's talking about, you know, being aware yeah, of the time that you have. Because I think you're saying, obviously, um, we're going to take risks for Jesus. We're going we're gonna to do... There are times for that. Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. yeah we're going to take risks for Christ. Um, from a spiritual point of view, what you're saying here, being careful is you know, ha- having an eye for it all, not wasting what God has given. Right, because if you're not careful, you could just be careless right. of, uh, of the time you have. Yeah, even this morning I asked, well, was I really careful how I spent my time? We just naturally just, we just don't think that way. It's just another day. Very often for people, and you'll hear older people say this a lot, man, where did it all go? I mean, life just often just happens to us. It just, like, we're not proactive a lot of the time. (laughs) No, we just react. Uh, That's to whatever happens. And, uh, you know, we woke up pretty early. Yeah, well, well, we're early. Good for us. But. Yeah, <laughs> because we needed more time, right? Yeah, and that's that's funny. You talk about that idea. Like, need more time, get up earlier. When when really, 
like it's funny, you don't have any more time. Yeah, you're no. spending it perhaps more productively. You're stretching it and trying to yeah. you know, maneuver it so as to make yourself more time, or you're killing yourself. Yeah, getting up early. Man, the Holy Spirit here, the the words telling us, you can make the most of every yeah. opportunity to ransom the time, redeem the time. Time is just flying by. It's like time is just spilling. Excuse me for that. Time is just spilling out of us. Like you can't catch it. You know, imagine just an endless bucket of water spilling, or like right. you can't you, you can't stop it. it like, just goes. Yeah, today is gonna happen. Like it's just gonna happen. Whether you like it or not. And yeah. so, why would you want to be? You know, pessimistic about it. Yeah. At the same time, every <laughs> opportunity is given to you by God. Yeah. To live. It's a really scary idea. Um, I said this in a Bible class a few weeks ago that everyone, I was trying to get everyone to think about it in the room. And the truth is, is everyone in the world is going to stand before the judgment mm. seat of Christ. And it's a scary idea standing before God. And he's like, So what did you do with your time? And you're like, I don't know. Like, I. I don't know what I did with the one life I was given amongst these days being evil around me. If I go on my phone and I look at my screen time and it disappoints me, you think it's going to be great when yeah. I'm there and Judgment Day too? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be worse. I- I'm so, always concerned when I'm disappointed. Just got think about it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're disappointed with yourself, that ought to be a good, <laughs> a clear sign. Yeah. Yeah. Something needs to be different. This concept of the days being evil, though, in Ephesians 2, George is going to read verses 1 through 3. Paul talks about our, our past life, and we see what's he talking about? Why are these days evil? And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air and spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the, pa- in the pas- passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Man, uh, r- really creepy this it concept is. of dwelling in sons of disobedience. Um, we had a sermon weeks ago. John talked about Ephesians six, putting on the full armor of God. Because why would you? Why would you just walk out into the battlefield wearing nothing, just exposed for bullets and more yeah. anything to come and just no, rip you work. up? And it's creepy when you think about Satan, that devouring lion. He says in Job, I was walking to and fro on the earth. He uses our disobedience to get the best of us. Mm -hmm. And um, I like the prince of the power of the air. Um, That's a very unique way of putting that. Yeah. Um, But we can, just like the air we breathe, we can take it for granted. We can fall in the trap that it's it's just another breath. Yeah. And we can be disobedient to God in the way. We're tying this Ephesians 2 passage with the concept back in Ephesians 5 that the days are evil. Don't mm-hmm. waste your time because the days are evil. Okay, So he's contrasting the current times with the coming time when Jesus will return, and he's going to destroy, he's going to vanquish evil. The current time, the present age of this fallen world mm-hmm. is characterized, as we just read in Ephesians 2, by sons and daughters of disobedience, by the corrupting influence of Satan. And Paul's saying, uh-uh, ransom it, redeem this time in this evil world. Absolutely. I mean, we wake up and if into a day that you said it's going to happen whether we like it or not. And if it's a day that's evil, as it says here in the Scriptures, why would we fuel that that evil even even further? God's telling us, let's be different. Yeah, let's be different. And, and another thing that's clear in Scripture 
and it needs to be is we don't own our lives. Yes, no. We don't. It belongs to God. And life is just very short. And life is very um, fragile. It's really scary when you think about how quick it can be gone. And when you think about it, every single time the Bible talks about time and life with it, it's always quick. It's it's swift. Super. It's here. It's gone. Here's some passages that emphasize this. Psalm 39, verse 4, O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Do a little bullet here, a little rapid with the yeah. scriptures yeah. here. Yeah. Psalm ninety ten. the years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength 80, yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Hmm. Hmm. Psalm 144, verse 4, man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. And then Isaiah 46 to 8, all flesh is grass, hmm. and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the, uh, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. Love that. That is great. Man, all these passages were fleeting. Maybe you'll live it's to... It's a constant reminder. Yeah, it's like yeah. you'll live to... I like the one you read. You'll live to 70 or, or 80, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Regardless, soon you're gone. You're, you fly away. It's over. Or breath. Just uh, um, some ASMR for you, but... <sighs> there it is. That was it. That was your life. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. gone. That, that was it from God's point of view. And at some point in our lives, that'll be our point of view, too, when you're like, man, where where did my life go? When you think, you know, of all the people that have been, that have lived on this earth, only a, a super small, small minority have actually been remembered. Um yeah, and that's like that line where they say a person dies twice, once when they physically die, and the last time someone says their name. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so what are you going to spend your time on, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can be forgotten, and you can live however you want and just and just fade away, and that's that's fine. But in a world and a life where we will definitely be most likely be forgotten yeah. in this life and in the people in the future, why not live for God? Yeah. Because that's at least worth something. Yeah, it is. And I like the passage in Isaiah 40 that you read, that um, the concept that everything on this earth, us, we're going to fade. We're going to wither like grass. That's right. But we're going to have really all the time, literally, for eternity, for faithful disciples of Jesus, because that passage that you read ends with that the word of our God will stand forever. So apart of living the eternal life is realizing what is eternal. And that's probably going to also help us redeem the time we have right now. It's kind of cheesy, but yeah. I'm going to go, go for it. Okay. You know, it has the, the flower fades, you know, yeah. you know, it does fade just like, but, but we can be in a sense of what is a flower. It's a, it's beautiful. It smells good. It's, it's very pleasing, especially to the Lord. We can be, if you will, that flower if we are living for the Lord. Let me put that on a Hallmark card. There um, you go. You're welcome. Yeah. It's <laughs> super cheesy, but we can be, we can have a beautiful life. Yeah. So I'm saying if we take advantage of every opportunity mm-hmm. for what is eternal, that God's word and, and him will stand forever. Yeah. I think James 4.14, as lots of you know listening, 
makes us, again, just even more clear. Just such a challenging question. What is your life? What is it? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. It's gone. Did you fulfill your life with things that are going to last for eternity? Or was it wasted? That's everyone's fear, right? They are on their deathbed and they Should look be. back and they assess everything that they've had and everything they've done. And last thing you want to you want to say, I think someone said this. Um, you know, they looked back. I think it was a child actor or something like that. And like so much wasted time on their deathbed. The they said yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's horrifying. That's, yeah, I mean right. that need, that needs to be that should be scary to and us. And to the world standards, you know, they accomplished a lot of good, a lot of things yeah. that many people would think would be, you know, successful. And so that that tells and, you and worthwhile, yeah. You know, when you're on your deathbed, you really do see what really matters. You know, when you can look back, you can really assess. You can see, you know, that was a priority. That was a necessity. That was a necessity. That point of view is is very unique. And I think as Christians, we can get a glimpse of that point of view because we have this eternity to look forward to. Yeah, and it would be nice, like, this dramatic but important concept of looking back, this deathbed point of view, looking back in your life and not feeling like I wasted yeah. so much time. You can go back and be like, man, I did all these things in obedience to God and love for my neighbor and love for my sister and brother in Christ and be satisfied because you were happy in God rather than the fleeting things. That's it's, being a good steward. Yeah, I, I said in a sermon, you know, when we look back at the lives of our family members that may have passed away, they had influence. Mm-hmm. You know, a life it has influence on others as well, and so you just gotta you just gotta be aware of that. Yeah, First Corinthians four one through two says, "This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ mm-hmm. and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful from the possessions, the gifts, and here's one commodity every single person has. What we're talking about time. <laughs> Everyone has that. Um, that's a gift from God. It is to we are to be a good steward and to be found faithful with our time. Redeem that time." Yeah. That's true. Uh, Philippians two twelve through thirteen says, "Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure." Mm. So when we're equipped, like Ephesians six says, with the full armor of God. Um, that's allowing God to work in us. That's the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. Galatians 5, walking in the Spirit, God working in us. You know what? Maybe careful is a good idea. Uh, it uh, talks about stewards here, just thinking this through my head. Mm-hmm. Steward is someone who takes care of something. Right. But it's it's precious. It's entrusted to you. It's Yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't want to ruin that. Right. And yeah, maybe we should be careful if we're going to be good stewards of our time. Yeah, for sure. Um, Luke 12 has a real famous story about wasting time. And, and do we treasure the things on earth? Do we treasure God? And, and Jesus tells this parable. He starts off saying one's life, Luke 12, verse 15, it, one's life does not consist in the abundance of their possessions. And he tells this parable saying the land of a rich man produced plentifully. But as he said to himself, he thought, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I'll do this. I'll tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain in my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, 
drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things that you've prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. That's a great, that's a great parable. It's very applicable. It's what we... So we all want. We want it to produce so much that we can just relax and, and let go of things. But our soul, we don't know when when the end is as well. Yeah, it's a morbid idea. But even through the for you listening, for us right now, um, we we're not even guaranteed to get through the rest of this podcast. Yeah, I know. Okay, you we're, we're that's not even guaranteed. It, it, not at all. And we're saying we don't know when the soul will be required. We also just don't know. We also, we want so much time. We want more time. You need more time. If only I had more time, I'd be more productive. If only I could. And that's just not the case at all because oftentimes when we do get more time or we stretch something to, or we get done early to have more time, it's usually just wasted again. Yeah. Oftentimes we're more productive when, when our, when we know it's tight, when we know we only have so much time. And, and often I think, you know, God's saying, you know, you don't know when your soul is yeah. is going to be called. And uh, and that's why when you think about ransoming, redeeming the time, living each day as your last, you hear that cheesy concept yeah, all yeah, the no. time. Yeah, yeah. Like live your th- every day like it's your last. A, a Christian really ought to have that point of view and realizing when not, and being humble, not prideful, that it can be gone at any time. And in the parable we just read, here's a story for everyone. You can see what you treasure and what you spend your money and your time on. And this guy's time and money was spent in all the things of this world. And, I mean, we want, as Christians, our, our whole life goal is on Judgment Day to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Not what, assumedly, this guy would have heard, you fool. You mm. wasted your life. You wasted your time. And that's a scary concept to hear yeah. from Jesus. Yeah, that really is. Uh, we don't want to hear that. And uh, we're all going to get there. When you're on your phone, it has the, uh, what is that? You look at your time. Uh, oh, time. On Sunday morning, it'll give you the time report. Yeah, screen the time, time screen report. Time, thank like you. Yeah, yeah, the screen time. And I, so there's sometimes I look at it and I'm like really disappointed. And if you're disappointed and you're on the screen time, imagine it's not going to be any better when you're. Sitting in front of God. God. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, That's scary. Sometimes we got to check ourselves. Yeah. So you might be sitting there being like, well, I mean, all that sounds good and true because the verse closes off in 517 to understand what the will of the Lord is. And you're like, okay, so what is that? What is redeeming the time? How do we live this just unwasted life? Hmm. We brought this verse up a few weeks ago. It's important to bring up again. 1 Corinthians 1031, whether you eat, or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So the end goal of each activity is not just your purpose or your product in of itself, but the end goal of everything we do, it's God. It's to make much of Jesus. I was in the waiting room at the doctor's. We were waiting on the ultrasound of the oh, oh, yeah. expecting a baby. And, um, and I was just surprised. There's so many people in that waiting room, and everyone has their phones out. And you can, you're, while you're sitting, you can kind of see people's perspective of what they're doing on their phones. You know, yeah. sleeping alone, but you know, and they're just scrolling. They're just scrolling on Facebook. I brought a book. I'm reading a book. But then when you think about it, you're like, oh, good job, good job, George. You're reading a book. You're being productive <laughs> with your time. But if you think about it, yeah. am I? Is that any better than the scrolling? You know, it's for my pleasure only, really. 
And uh, if you have in the correct framework, it's yeah. like we're realizing it's good. But yeah, you're right. It's not just phones. It can be books. It can, it can be any hobby but activity. But if book is just a little better than phone, <laughs> what is worth it? What is you know, how how do we redeem that time? What is worth you know spending that time with? Um, yeah, and obviously we should be God. Yeah, it's the eternal things. Yeah, I mean, I I remember hearing this concept one time. It scared me. It was like, do you know why you need entertainment? Why you're bored? Because you're not satisfied with God. And mm. I was like, mm. I was wow. like, I was like, ah, stepping on, uh, on my toes. And again, we did a whole, if you haven't heard it, you can go back on YouTube. You can listen to us talk about entertainment in the Christian life. But I mean, like you're saying, if you're just bored and your first, Kendall and I were talking about this, waking up, where your first instinct is to go to social media on your phone. You, you haven't even stood up. Our first thoughts when we wake up needs to be, thank you, God, for another gift another, another day another day redeem the time if you feel like you're bored if you're bored in god you're not happy in god when, when we are satisfied in him he's the most exciting joyful life-giving thing being that there is sometimes sometimes appreciating that is just looking at the details of god's creation i, I like that and uh, yeah. just appreciating it knowing you know I get to experience this. I, I felt that way when uh, I had COVID, and thankfully, Kendall and I were okay. But I had a few days. Kendall, one day, she's like, don't those brownies smell good when we're in quarantine? <laughs> and I was like, what brownies? I was like, what? I was like, I can't smell it. And it's so funny. You don't realize what you have till it's gone. Yeah, and that was just don't. a small thing of God's creation. When you think about smell, when I could start smelling the jar of pickles again, it was like, wow, like, that's, that's so unique. <laughs> like, that's amazing. But that's such a good idea. To find the details of God's creation. Yeah. Man. So as 2021 is here now, um, hopefully 2020 has taught us tomorrow's not guaranteed. And life no. can vanish very quickly. Let's redeem the time and live for Christ. It makes me think of T.D. Studd, a Christian poet. He said, and I have this written in my journal, uh, he said, one laugh one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. That is redeeming the time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. George, close us out with some prayer. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you so thankful for everything you've given us, so thankful for the lives that we're able to live, the experiences that we're able to have, the ability to glorify you and everything you've done. You've mm. created this world. You are all-powerful, and you've given us this life and this time, and, and we need to recognize that and appreciate it and use every opportunity that you've given us for your glory. Lord, we pray that you give us the strength to be able to do that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Thanks for listening. Go so.